It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, boys down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on KNews FM 98.5. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate and their estate plans. I also represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases. It has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional city ordinances and to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party. One of my election law prosecutions removed marijuana billboards from Route 101, and I have served repeatedly as Superior Court Special Master. On Slow County Public Policy and the Law, office holders, lawyers, and activists appear to inform you about government actions shaping your lives. That focus brings folks with differing points of view without being attacked to tell you about how they think the laws can be improved even if I or station management disagree with a guest's ideas. Last week, I interviewed Congressman Salud Carpahal about his representation of you in the House of Representatives. I also questioned Emily Elliott and Ron Eukelson of the Carmel and Nakasha Law Firm about hospital employee standards and labor laws protecting workers and patients. If you missed that show, log on to KNews985, that's K-N-E-W-S, 985.com for the podcasts. In today's first hour, I am privileged to talk with uh, health advocates and farming advocates, Christy and Evan Bishop, about their black market cheese company, Holiday Farm to Table Offerings, and how they got their approvals to provide fine, healthful cheeses to you right from the farm. In our second hour today, I am pleased to bring on Taylor Taff to talk about his Revive Dive Youth Program that cleans trash from under local piers while helping children with learning disabilities and we will discuss his candidacy for San Luis Obispo City Council this coming November. Before I welcome Christy and Evan Bishop to the show, though, let me give you all just a smidgen about their operation. This December 20th will be their 10th year on the farm outside of Paso Robles, where they raise varieties of sheep and goats and make exquisite cheeses. So let's hear from them. Welcome to the show, Christy, Evan. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's glad to be here. Great having you here. Thank Um, you. Especially at this holiday time. I guess the first important question our listeners are going to want to know is how did you get into raising sheep and goats and then making cheese (laughs) from their products? Well, um, so Evan and I are, uh, this is our third iteration of what we want to be when we're adults. Um, We started off... um, living in San Diego. We originally are from Baltimore, Maryland, and moved across the country in 2008 and decided that, um, you know, we were really happy where we were. I was in healthcare treating cancer patients. Evan was a professional photographer. Okay. And we were taking a drive uh, to go shoot a wedding, actually. 
Um, and we were talking about what we wanted to do when we retired. And we were throwing about a bunch of ideas around. And Evan said offhandedly, well, I've always wanted to have a few acres and a couple of sheep. And I said, <laughs> Just what will we do with the sheep? <laughs> and he I said, said, I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, well, what would I do? And he said, well, you've always wanted to have a bed and breakfast and a coffee shop. So why don't you do that? And I said, great, let's make that happen now and not wait for retirement. So here we are. Well, that's a, that's a fine story. When, how, when did you find the farm you know, outside of Paso? The uh, the farm kind of presented itself. Uh, yeah. We decided we were going to go ahead and uh, pursue this dream um, with nowhere to live. Uh, we were fortunate in about two days, three days maybe, before we moved from San Diego to Paso Robles. Uh, we found a fully furnished apartment or cottage on the east side of Paso Robles that allowed dogs... <laughs> And that was month to month because we had packed everything into a pod with the intention of moving oh my goodness. to our farm <laughs> uh, with no farm to speak of. Now, that's grasping life with both hands. Yeah, or, or jumping in the deep end with no floaties. For sure. Um, and the day that we moved into town, uh, the property that we ultimately ended up buying went on the market. Uh, we'd been looking at properties for about a year and a half prior to that. And it was one of those things where we had a whole checklist of items that the farm needed to be minimum sizes, so zoning. How many acres have you got? We Just have, shy of 10. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And and how many, well, I, I understand from your website, you have three varieties, uh, two varieties of sheep and one variety of goats. Right. So how, how big a, is each flock? So our sheep are uh, approximately 40 sheep, and that's really our, our flock size. Okay. And the goats are 30, and that's our, our flock size for them. Um, that, of course, expands during uh, lambing, lambing and kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, we expect to have about 100 lambs this year. So the now, do you sell the lambs? We do. Right. We do, but the the sheep are actually crossbred sheep, so it's both of the the breeds: the East Frisian, which is a German breed, and the Lacoon, which is a a French breed, and they're crossbred, but both uh, excel at dairy. Well, there's parts of Europe that have exchanged between those two sure. countries, so you can never tell what kind of sheep they really are. <laughs> 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 well, that that's very interesting. And then, what kind of goats do you have? All Nubian. All Nubian. Yep. Okay. So does that mean they're Egyptian goats or <laughs> so the the full name is Anglo Nubian. They they do come from uh Africa. They're actually okay. descendants of Boers, which are uh you'll see here with the the solid head uh-huh. and the white bodies uh-huh. uh that were raised for meat. And these were selectively bred to be better at milk production. Milk production. And while they're not the best producers, they have a high fat content and since we're not selling fluid milk but turning the milk into cheese they're really best for our purposes of of trans translating that milk into uh, into the cheese product now i i uh, got the impression that you've got a bread and breakfast operation with this so people can uh, book rooms at your ranch or correct at your farm Mm -hmm. right and uh, so if folks have family coming in uh, for the holidays and they don't want them uh, cluttering up their living room, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, can, uh, they can book rooms for them. Of course. Yes, yes. we'd love that. Okay. How do they do that? Where, would they call you? 
So we, um, we have our farm name is Rev de Mouton, which is uh, French for Sheep Dreams. Um, we named it that with the idea because we wanted, uh, we dreamed of having a sheep farm. And for our listeners who don't speak French, can you <laughs> say what the name is again? Rev de Mouton. Oh. So it means sheep dreams. True. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you go to revdemouton.com, you can book uh, a stay there. You can also go to Black Market Cheese Company, blackmarketcheeseco.com, and uh, there's a there's a way to access the the you, farm as you well. You can link through to the farm. Exactly. Ah. Because uh, Rev de Mouton is a tricky one for everyone to spell. <laughs> yeah. We also have uh, Paso Robles Farmstay. That's dot com. com oh. is a maybe okay. easier way for a lot of people to, to find us. It'll link directly to the Rev de Mouton page. And then if they want to phone you and just make a reservation, how do yep. they do that? Yes. What, what's the number? 805-369-1171. Say that one more time. 805-369-1171. Very good. Yes. Now, how uh, how long can people book a room for? As long as they like. Um, we can typically they, have people in for two or three nights. Can um, they bring dogs or pets? Well, or? unfortunately, service animals, of course. Um, yeah. But if uh, because of the fact that it's um, you know a little concerning for the, the sheep dogs get nervous, and sheep get yeah. nervous, okay. and we have a working dog and electric fencing and all of that. Okay. So, what about children? Can they bring children? As long as they book all the campers, uh, yes, they absolutely can. And then, uh, are they able to take tours uh, of the farm? Yes. So we provide uh, daily tours, 10 a.m., um, for staying guests. And then um, for our cheese company, we also do a 10 a.m., Friday through Monday, a 10 a.m. farm tour and tasting. So do, can people just show up at the farm at 10 a.m. and take the tour, or do they need to make, make a reservation? Ideally, it would be great if they made a reservation just so that we're, um, you know, we're there and ready to take care of them and, and provide that tour. So, Evan... What kinds of things are they going to see when they come on the tour? Are they going to go out shepherding with you? Uh, they oftentimes do see our uh, border collie, Matilde. Uh, they often do see her working, uh, moving the sheep around. Um, what we always offer is a tour of the barn and uh, introduction to both of the flocks, the sheep and the goats. Uh Um, We talk a bit about the differences between milk sheep versus meat or wool sheep. Uh, We talk about our our practices, our goats. Uh, A lot of people are surprised when they see the horns on our goats, and uh, we explain that uh, both males and females of goats uh, develop horns. But uh, we don't disbud in order to maintain a humanely raised certification for our livestock. Also, because it does get so hot in the summertime. I think for our listeners, what that means is they don't cut off the, that's right. the horns yes. because that's just not nice right. to do to these animals. Right. It, it's also a natural radiator for them. And because we get so hot in Paso Robles, it uh, offers an effective way for the goats to stay a little bit cooler really? in the summertime. Yeah. I would never have known that. <laughs> so, well, thank you for uh, that information. Um, now, the uh, do you shear the sheep and the goats for wool? The sheep are shorn once a year. We do that uh, about a month before lambing, and that's coming up real soon. So uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a shearer out, and all the girls will go through, and our two boys as well will go through and be shorn. So they get clean cuts before lambing happens. And, and uh, like I said, do you sell that wool or 
Currently, we are repurposing that wool as insulation for the barn. Ah. So we're insulating the walls of the barn with the wool. And then ultimately, yes, we, in the future, we will be sending out that wool, having it cleaned and spun and brought back to the farm store. So this is truly environmental and sustainable farming. Yes. Now, um, if uh, folks want to, I mean, if people are on tour, Mm -hmm. do they get to participate in or observe the sharing? That's a great question. We haven't actually ever scheduled our shearing during days when we have guests, um, typically because it's a pretty hands-on responsibility mm-hmm. sure. for us as well. Um, Evan helps the shearer uh, with getting the animals in position and wrangling sheep all day long while I clean up scraps and make space for more wool. Um, so oftentimes, no, but we certainly wouldn't be objected to folks if they wanted to come out. So great idea, actually. We'll put it on our Instagram page. <laughs> I'm full of marketing ideas. I love it. (laughs) You're hired. Or full of something. (laughs) uh, um, One of the things that um, struck me is if you've got a cheese-making operation, is that in the barn or is that in a separate facility? Yeah, it's in a a separate facility. We have a livestock uh, animal shelter that we built as well as a barn specifically for cheese processing. And then we have what we call a farm store. Um, which is uh, mainly where our packaging um, takes place, and we do our tastings out of that farm store. Okay. And if people want to take the tour, do they get to uh, see you making the cheese? Do they get to participate in making the cheese? Uh, Do you teach them how to make cheese? (laughs) We do talk about the process of the cheese making, um, and we do have uh, viewing windows that look into the creamery. Uh, they look through the aging rooms so they can see some of the cheeses as they're aging and then the doors into the actual creamery itself. So while we're in there making, yes, they certainly can see that with uh, USDA and CDFA regulations. It's a clean environment. So uh-huh. we can't do public tours of yep. the of the processing plant uh, per se. This is a long ways from when I was in the third grade and we went to a farm and they uh, gave us uh, unpasteurized milk right out of the cow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I didn't get TB, so I'm good. There you go. (laughs) But anyway, one of the the things that, um, uh, I suppose if somebody's taking a tour, they get to view the process and see folks working in there Mm -hmm. making the cheese. Is there somebody that goes through and explains what's going on with them and talks about the well, currently the, the folks that are making the cheese is one folk. It's Evan. It's Evan. Okay, Evan. <laughs> so Evan makes the cheese. Um, and when we do our farm tours, uh, we try to schedule it so that it's during a time when Evan is not making cheese. And we liken cheese making to watching paint dry. Okay. Um, because a lot of the time is just holding time, waiting time. Um, it goes through, a you know, temperature increases, decreases. Um, is, is Are you working with the milk fats to make the cheese or the sugars? What what are you doing? Yeah, what we're doing is uh, we're working to coagulate the milk solids uh, from the liquid. And okay. so if you hear curds and whey, that's, curds is really what makes the cheese. And right. so the idea is uh, creating uh, an environment, a chemical environment, where the, uh, the milk solids do come together as a solid unit. And then the uh, liquid from the milk is expelled from that. 
and then there's a whole process depending on the type of cheese of what we're doing as far as like christy said raising temperature uh cutting cheese to eliminate even more whey so that in between now instead of a solid block you have many smaller blocks that then whey comes out of and fascinating i had no idea (laughs) um well um now do you just work with the uh, milk from the goats and the sheep or do you also make cheese out of uh, cow's milk we currently uh and and this might get into some of the the policy questions that that we might talk about later Uh um, we currently are uh, producing all from cow's milk uh, and the reason for that is uh, the breeding schedule for our sheep and goats ended up that by the time we were licensed to make and sell cheese our sheep were being bred and we won't have new babies until January and uh, will not be milking the sheep until March. And then the goats come even later than that. Sure. So, okay. so currently our, our flock is dry, but our intention and our uh, thrust is really focusing on uh, farmstead cheese, which means simply that the cheese is produced from the animals that we are raising and caring for every day. Now, I don't... Folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins, and I'm having a wonderful discussion with Evan and Christy Bishop, the owners of the Black Market Cheese Company, <laughs> just outside Paso Robles. Um, you were talking about the licensing and the timing of it. Where, What agency did you have to go to to get that license? So we started... Um with well, state is CDFA is who we have to get our dairy license through. Uh, those are those are letters for our <laughs> yes. listeners. What is that? <laughs> California Department of Food and Agriculture CDFA. Yeah, no kidding. And and so does that license uh, provide you with the ability to make cheeses from all kinds of milk? Yes. Yes. Okay. Neat. And I imagine that took a while. When did you start the process of getting that license? Oh, good grief. (laughs) (laughs) I think there have been three dairy inspectors since we started. uh, So three different dairy inspectors um, before when we first reached out to now there's a new dairy inspector. So Okay. Yeah, it it, it took a long time. People retired while they were uh, considering (laughs) you. Yes, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well. You know, what did you find was the best strategy for you to to work with them and to uh, show them the benefits of your farm, the, uh, uh, you know, your character that you were going to be making this uh, product safely? I tenacity. Think, I, I think was going to yeah. say <laughs> persistence and tenacity are two key, f- key features your personality has to have in order to be able to deal with CDFA. Okay. Um, I think a, a big part of it is it's a it's an agency that covers a lot of ground, and California it's a big being state. the second largest dairy state in the nation, next to Wisconsin. Um, you know they've got a lot of ground, physical ground to cover, and so getting someone, an inspector, out just to talk about the project, um, they just simply don't have a lot of time or ability to do that. So emails, do phone they have calls. to come all the way from Sacramento or? Fresno. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, when I was uh, brought here in the fourth grade by my daddy, there were uh, 144,000 milk cows and 70,000 people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this was a big dairy area at the time. Yeah. Uh, it's not anymore. But, yeah, uh, yeah that, that had to be challenging for you. Now, the, uh, now that you're up and running, though, uh, it, if somebody wants to buy your cheeses, you can sell them 
Yes. Yes. And when did you get your license? So we got our license um, to make and sell cheese on September 7th of this year. So we wow. are very, very new. <laughs> wow. And um, when you're uh, marketing this, do you have events to bring people in? Uh, do, can people just show up and go to the farm store? Yeah so, yeah, so right now what we're doing, we're trying to do that slow um, rollout where we can keep in pace with the demand. Uh Um, And so we're asking for folks to make reservations to come see us. But at some point, we will be just open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday or or Friday through Monday is currently what we're doing. Um, But we will we expect that we'll be uh, moving that to five or seven days a week. Now, where is your ranch? I'm going to call it that. Uh, Where is it located? So we're located at the top end of Paso Robles just before the San Miguel exit. Um, off of San Marcos Road. Uh, address is 7245 Non-Perial Road. And so so um, if folks want to enter that on their Google Maps so they can drive there, uh, tell them again what that address is. 7245 Non-Perial Road. Non-Perial Road. That's Without right. comparison. Nothing compares. <laughs> <laughs> also, coincidentally French. <laughs> <laughs> there were French people moving yes. here. You know. um, well, well, that's very neat. And uh, or they can just Google Black Market Cheese Company, exactly. absolutely, and they can find it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you were talking about aging, and we're coming up on a hard break here because the news is coming up, folks. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to stay tuned, uh, and so we're going to come back to this. But you were talking about aging in the process. How long? Um, I mean, obviously, if you just got your license, you're not haven't had a lot of aging to do. But how long uh, do you like to age these cheeses? And uh, we can talk about the varieties of cheeses that you're making. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. So for pasteurized cheeses, um, we can get those out pretty quickly. We have some fresh milk cheeses that we make called bonbons. And they're super fun. Uh, we brought a little box for you to try out. Oh, and, here we uh, go. And then we have... Um, well, Folks, we're going to come back to this right after this hard break for the news and some important ads. And be sure and stay tuned. We're going to find out about fresh cheeses and aging cheeses. and We might even sample some cheeses. <laughs> this is Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. 